0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. And today we have another very, very special guest. Two-time all-star, he of over 1,300 career punches, (laughs) Pittsburgh Pirate starter, my man, Chris Archer. Chris, what's up, dude?
0: thanks for having me on man it's uh it's always great to talk baseball with
1: you i'm excited i've been trying to get you on um you know we are uh during the baseball season right now you're rehabbing some stuff so um you said you got some time and you're one of the guys who i always like talking baseball with we played together in 2017 on the rays and because i was on the bench a lot that year we got to talk and and i got to pick your brain a little bit but i think it's I've always wanted you on here because I think you're one of the more cerebral pitchers that I got to play with. And I don't know if that's like a Tampa Bay thing, but Odorizzi's kind of the same way. Cobb was kind of the same way. That whole group right there. Um, is, is that a Tampa Bay thing?
0: Man, I, I don't know if it is now. Um, their, their pitching staff and their whole bullpen rotation is unbelievable. But for me, it started with – James Shields. I got traded over in 2011. I wasn't in the big leagues. I was still in, in A at the time, but I went to big league camp. And James Shields was the guy. Um, everything he did rubbed off on David Price. Everything David Price did rubbed off on Helly. Everything that Jeremy Hellickson did rubbed off on Cobb and Matt Moore, who were like more like my peers. They weren't like, they had more service time than me, but we were the same age. We were that 22, 23-year-old range when we broke into the league. And, uh, yeah, I mean, Price learned a lot from Shields, and we all learned a ton from Price. And, um, you know, my my repertoire is nothing like David Price at all. Mm -hmm. But my mentality pretty much all came from Price, which all pretty much came from James Shields. James Shields is the OG.
1: I love James Shields' mentality. I had to face him a ton when he was with the White Sox. Um, definitely, like, you know, big game James. I, I heard he gave himself that nickname. But, honestly, it kind of fit, man. Like, he wanted the ball in the, in those games. And as a starter, you got to respect that. Like, when you know a guy wants to be out there in those situations, that, that says something about him.
0: Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, James is a, is a funny dude. He has a lot of funny things. and comes up with funny stuff. Um but, you know, he, I think he got that name, big name, back in like two, 2000, I don't know, eight, nine or 10, somewhere around there, like when the Rays were first really jumping on the scene. And like you said, he wanted the ball and he never wanted to come out. There was no such thing as a pitch count for him. If he was pitching well and he was at 110, he did not want to come out. And, um, you know, that's just another thing that rubbed off on us that, that's a little bit different from today's game. Um you know, guys are groomed to only go like four or five innings, um, and Shields was one of those guys that was like, "Nah, like it's not a good game unless you go seven innings." Um, and and they they made uh, his the his whole thing was make thirty starts and throw two hundred innings, and you yes. saw uh, David Price do that quite a bit. Um, I took pride in that. You know, that that's all. That's the number one thing I want to do every season is make 30 or more starts and 200 or more innings. Because if you're doing that, everything else is going to take care of itself. Because you're not in games if you're giving up a ton of runs. If you're not doing your job, if you're not getting out, you're not in the game in the sixth, seventh, eighth inning. So you can't get to the 200 mark. And if you're not on the field, which is the toughest part for me this year, having to miss the whole season, granted, it's only 60 games. But um, if you're not on the field, you can't make 30 starts. You can't pitch 200 innings if you don't make 30 starts. So um, they all kind of go hand in hand. If you're if you make it to 200 innings, then you're doing something right. And yes. again, that's something that came from James James Shields, passed on to David Price, passed on to all of us young bucks.
1: It's funny because first of all, Wago G gets mentioned a lot as far as having influence over pitchers, especially starters in the league. So it's cool to give him some some shout here. Um, And then, yes, when you talk to starters um, that have been in the game for a while, that's what they want to do. 200 innings, 30 starts. You've done it. You led the league in starts two years, 34 starts. You've gone over 200 innings. When we talk about starters now, like you're saying, teams aren't really set up for that or they don't want to be set up for that necessarily. The the way bullpens are used, um, they're so much different than it used to be used, but when you look at the guys like the guy guys around the game they still do that like they still get the ball throw 200 innings and that's why they're the guys so i think that's an important mentality for starters to have even though the pace of the game or you know your manager might not let you go you better have that mentality like you said everything else will follow if if you do do that
0: i agree and look it's it's really hard these days uh One of our mutual friends, Jack Flaherty, he threw 195 innings last year. And a lot of that was because they were trying to make sure that he didn't overwork himself his first full year in the big leagues or early early on in his big league career. So um, there were times where we faced him, where he faced other people, um, where, all right, five and change. And he was out regardless of pitch count or six innings clean. He was out of the game. Yeah. Uh, granted, their bullpen's strong. You know, they're bringing in Andrew Miller and, and, and the healthy Carlos Martinez coming out of 10. The, the bullpen's really strong. But, like, even with the horses today, the management and the front office are a little more cautious mm-hmm. because they would rather have a young Jack Flaherty or Giolito or, or or one of these young studs, Walker Bueller. They'd rather say, all right, you're good at six innings because I want you to be fresh in September. I want you to be the fresh five years from now so it's not even really, it's not really on the player. It's not. It's it's more of like you said earlier. It's like it's the overall mentality of the game. It's like they don't want guys to pitch six innings, even if you are a horse. But to get to your other, to get to the other point, Max Scherzer, Justin Verlander. Unfortunately, he he missed the whole yeah. season too, and he's gonna miss next year. But um, Clayton Kershaw, Zach Greinke. You look at the guys who are over 30 years old and who have been doing it for these guys have all been doing it for 10 plus years. That's what they hang their hat on. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously they're good enough to do that. They are super experienced. They know how to handle themselves through 33, 30, 33 starts. Um, But, you know, it's just, the game is changing. I mean, the bullpen arms are unbelievable. Uh, Even, you know, when you, when you first came up in like 2011, like the bullpen arms weren't the same. No. So there's times when a guy's gonna come in and be better in a one inning stint than the starter is in his seventh or eighth inning, and that's just that's just the way the game's going right now.
1: Yeah, I mean that was a common theme for hitters getting the bullpen, getting the bullpen. Now I'm not so sure you want to get in the bullpen. So you're like, can that starter nah. stay in for one more round? But uh, yeah, you, so you answered. You answered the second question I was going to ask. You skipped ahead a little bit here. We got into it. We talked about your influences you know, in the game um, with David Price and all the guys um, with the Rays. What about young Chris growing up? Were you always a pitcher? Who was the guy that you looked to back then? Like what, where was the influence there?
0: Okay, you're going to love this one, bro. Okay. It's, it's, out of, it's out of nowhere. Um, my Little League team was the Twins. So naturally, yeah. when I played video games or watched highlights, I'm looking who's who's good, who's actually good on the Twins. Best player on the Twins at that time was Corey Hunter. Okay, you know, and 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 I was I was a shortstop, but whenever I was 13, I transitioned to center field. Um, I just I couldn't make that sh- that throw, bro. I just you know <laughs> it's hard, man. So they said, man, you got a good arm, get your ass in the outfield. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so like I was a Twins fan. I respected Tory Hunter as when I was playing shortstop. Then I moved to center field, and I really honed in on his ability to play D, bro. Like, mm. unbelievable. Spider-Man out there, Robin Barry Bonds in the all-star game, Barry Bonds giving him that bear hug. Like, I remember that stuff from whenever I was 13, 14, 15 years old. Um, so, and I always thought if I was going to, you know, get drafted or play the next level, I was going to be a position player. I didn't focus on pitching that much. Um but then whenever I was, like, 15, 16 years old, um, you know, I had some coaches push me in the direction because, again, like, I could hit, like, 300 in high school, but, like, that ain't going to cut it. You need to be hitting, like, four or 500 in high school to go to the next level. Um, but I still had a good arm. And uh, coach pushed me towards pitching. Then I started watching – the Yankees were always on TV. We didn't – you know, obviously, like, we didn't have the app back in the day. Like, we yes. couldn't just go pull up. Atlanta Braves are like whoever we had to watch whatever was on TV. The Cubs were always on um, WGN. The Braves were actually on quite a bit on TBS, yeah. and then the Yankees played on ESPN, not like they do now. Every like every week <laughs> you see the Yankees. So I fell in love with Mariano Rivera.
1: Okay.
0: the The simplicity of his delivery um, back then he was he had a he had a fastball that was like ninety five ninety six. His cutter was like ninety three ninety four at the time. And, uh, you know, fast forward, you know, 10, 12 years later, I get to face Tory Hunter. And I didn't, hey, honestly, when I was young, I didn't even know Tory Hunter was an offensive threat. <laughs> but I, I faced him, I was like, whoa, this dude bangs also. Oh, like, I thought goodness. he was just a defender. Um, I love and then I, love I got to see uh, Mariano, I think it was in 2014. I got to see his last outing in Yankee Stadium. And it happened to be on my birthday, which is September 26th. It's upcoming. Um, But it was like, it it was just really cool. And I'm sure you had those experiences where I got to play against my favorite players, man. And I like literally Derek Jeter and Torrey Hunter were my two favorites. I got to play against both of them. And then Mariano Rivera. And even before I met David Price, I had a lot of respect for him. uh, Both of us being biracial. He was the first overall pick in like 07. Um, I had recently got drafted out of high school in 06. So like, like my baseball life has been so awesome. I'm so blessed. And, and I'm looking forward to another good six, seven, eight, nine year run. Um, after, after I get healed.
1: I love that. You're giving so much credit to guys to help who helped you get where you're at. And then the way I see you now, and the way that you're kind of set up in Pittsburgh is you're the mentor now. Like you get to pass on what you've learned to the next generation. So in, in ten years, when I, I'm still sitting behind this desk here, I got some dude come up and like, dude, I used to watch Chris Archer. I know Chris. You know? Uh, <laughs> yeah, but that's that. You, I love that you had that mentality, and you're, you soaked it all in, man. You've earned it.
0: Yeah, and that. look, Trev, like you can't be selfish with your blessings. Anytime you can reciprocate, uh, love, knowledge, insight, I, I try to do it, and I think we all should do that. Um, so, I mean, look, like there's a, there's a kid with the angels, uh, Middleton, he's, he's like their eighth inning, ninth inning guy. Mm -hmm. He came up to me and was like, Hey man, you and Felix Hernandez were my favorite players. This was like, I think it was 2017 when we were together. He's like, Hey, you and Felix Hernandez were who I watched growing up. I was like, bro, I'm only 27, 28 (laughs) years old. What you mean? But like, really, like I get on first base, um, against the Mets. Pete Alonzo was like, hey, man, I'm, I'm from Tampa. I love watching you play. Like when I was in high school, like you were first coming up, I'm like, wow. So uh, like you said, it's starting to like – it's starting to make that transition. And, and dude, I, I embrace it. Anytime um, one of our younger guys needs some insight, even now, I I, reach, I watch every game. Um, I reach out after a good start, after a bad start. It doesn't matter. Um, just to let them know, hey, I'm out here watching because I, I learned that from, from Matt Moore. He had Tommy John. He was he did his rehab elsewhere, but he would always text, hey, good game. Even if I didn't hit him back, like even if it was a bad game, and he's like, hey, keep your head up, whatever. Even if I didn't hit him back, thirty star- I think it was like 33 starts I made that year, and he hit me after every game, and it was super important to me. So I want to be able to, re- again, reciprocate that type of love and that compassion because it's nice to know that somebody all the way across the country still got your back. They're still tuning in.
1: That is cool. And we're gonna run the gamut with these highlights we're gonna go over. We're gonna go over Young Chris. We're gonna go over uh okay. last year's Chris. Okay. Last thing before we get to the video, I like to talk about repertoire. And I th- I faced you. I think we got six of bats, a couple singles, nothing big. You struck me <laughs> out a few times, you know. But what yeah. I think about you and I've given and anybody that watches anything that we do here. I've given you so much praise. You were like my guy this year to have a huge uh, year. You know, obviously got derailed with an injury, uh, but I I love your stuff. I love the way it plays. When I think of you, I think of good riding fastball, like a hard slurve in the combo. Mm-hmm. What else we got? That's what is that what we got? Am I right on?
0: Yeah. Um. So I would call it. I would call that a slider. And uh, the last year or so. I've been working on implementing a curveball so just to give it a little bit of a a different depth and a different a little change of speed cuz um you know these clips that we're going to watch my slider is pretty hard and and sometimes sometimes a little close to my fastball if I don't get the exact break I want um so I do want to I started throwing a curveball a little bit last year and uh I was planning on it being something I implemented a lot more maybe maybe seven to 10 times per game to the right hitter, uh, to somebody like, uh, like a right-handed bat, like Javi Baez or Chris Bryant, who, who see me a lot because we're in the same division, Paul Goldschmidt, um, you know, these right-handed bats that see me quite a bit, just give them a different look, man. And, and it's, it's kind of cool with, with all the new, the newness in the Pirates organization. I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to get long winded, but, no, go for um, it, <laughs> with all the newness in the Pirates organization, um, we're, we're using a lot more technology and, and I've learned that the, the profile of my curveball, uh, it can play as a swing and miss pitch. And I don't necessarily need that every time, but it's nice to know in the back of my head compared to other elite curveballs, it's in this percentile. It can be used as a swing and miss pitch, um, to go along with a fastball that gets swing and miss and, and a slider that gets swing and miss. So, and, and like, like you said, the game's not about contact anymore because the way that the guys are swinging now, um, the way that the ball's been flying the last few years, um, mm. you don't want contact. So the more pitches <laughs> that you can make people miss with, the better. And uh, so, yeah, so I, I, these sequences that we're going to watch, yes, it's fastball change up slider.
1: I could go on for days, bro. I want to talk about technology. <laughs> Maybe we'll save that for a bat number two, little teaser for people watching this video. Uh, I want to talk about technology and how – it's benefited or maybe not benefited you whatever um for sure this for is sure. this is what we're here to do man talk about the game uh and, and funny you mentioned goldie <laughs> this is the guy we're about to see now this is in 2016 16. Yep. Uh, we're in arizona Goldie's still here goldie by the way my goodness dude you look at his monster. numbers monster
0: monster yeah
1: I don't know if he's underrated. I feel like he's – people know how good he is. But every time I look at his baseball reference page, I, I'm like, okay, this guy's the real deal.
0: Yeah, I think, you know, it was one of those situations where he was out in AZ, uh, games are on late, people don't realize the type of damage that he he does. Um, but, yeah, like anyone inside of baseball knows. Because when you when you went to AZ – you had the game plan around him and J.D. Martinez and, and some other bangers, bro. Like, so we we all know So some of the people that, that don't get to see Arizona play very often, they don't really know. But if it was the truth, because he, he, he would hit 30 home runs and steal 20 bags to yes. the first base, which is super, deep. super rare.
1: Yes, man. Now he's the real deal. Sorry. right, we, we're looking here at the highlight. You got Michael Bourne. I think just a strikeout on one of those uh, those high slide balls that we were talking about. Yeah,
0: completely intentional slider, high.
1: <laughs> man, you make you make the hitters go crazy with that. All right, let's start the video up. Let's let's check it out. Michael's like, dang it, and there you are. You're Yo, gonna, you're young, young Chris Archer. Yeah, you're kind Yeah, yeah, you got the flow in the back, the chain out. I dig it. I dig it. <laughs> And here's Goldie, just like a beast in the box. He's big
0: too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he takes up a lot of space. Um, and I think I had already faced him one time earlier in the game. Maybe, yeah, he's already one for one. I think he went off with it with a fastball. Oh, really? I'm gonna go so, watch that,
1: that pitch here. Yeah, first pitch away. That's Casali catching.
0: Yeah. So I I knew I had to execute right away. So. Um, Kurt called a fastball away and I knew I couldn't leak over the middle just because the way his swings built and he already took me off of, yeah, see, he had an RBI devil. Um, so so I, I was right on the outer third with that pitch and, and he was a little tardy, so I noted that.
1: When I look at his setup, you know, with the hands up like that, I noticed, I, I feel like I see a hole up and in on him. But then I looked at his heat maps and that's not necessarily true. So and I think maybe you just got to really get it up there yeah. if you want to do it.
0: Yeah, so it's interesting when you're looking at heat maps. Um, it all depends on how that pitch was set up, you know? like sure. It's a good point of reference, but if a dude's living in, living in, he's throwing – if he's throwing a sinker that's a little flatter, doesn't have the carry, then Paul can stay on plane with that. Nice. Um, if, uh, you know, if he doesn't have velocity – you know, like if 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 a guy's throwing ninety to ninety-three, as you know, that's way different than ninety-four to ninety six. Yes, yes, yes. So it it's like sense. right. So I'ma look at that and say, I'm only gonna extrapolate ninety-four-96 with carry fastball. And I'm gonna look at that. So um so oh. I saw how he was a little tardy on that heater away. So Kurt went he wanted to go in with a little elevation. I missed down a little, but still again the velocity pitch. Yeah, the velocity was there, so I I feel like I beat him um to the spot there.
1: Absolutely just beat him makes, to the spot. It's a great term for it right there. You can see, yeah, he's just kinda of, that's a defensive swing. So yeah, you went so, you went away heater, you went yep. in heater. Oh two, you can literally go anywhere like I, without giving yeah. away all the secrets, bro. I'm not trying to have you give away all the secrets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you do that. Do you stay hard until you you maybe miss and then go to something else, or like what? What are you thinking in that situation?
0: Well, well, like you said, you have you have a lot of options, and um, I also know my scouting report. I know what the scouting report says about me because I'm throwing the pitches. Um, I know that. Like my I felt my slider like forty something percent of the time. Um so in this situation, just because I've, I've watched and I, I remember, I'm trying to stay hard because he was late on two pitches right there. Yes. Um but by staying hard I still have like a lot of options here. Yeah. So um you can't know see
1: here, oh two here, what you got. I can't see the fingers. So <laughs> like he's setting up in again
0: that's just me trying to overthrow. Yeah. Uh, going for that K you know, right there. Yeah. I was going for the K. Um, but, and, and honestly, like it was such a non-competitive pitch. It didn't really serve a purpose. So I'm still in the same mode as I was before. Um, I still feel like I have options. I don't have to go straight to my slider right now because mm-hmm. he was late and I'm, and, and my command at this point is pretty good. So I can, I have, I have options. Um, I believe this is a pretty tricky one right here, though. This is I'm where I try to, to get kind of cute. I'm this trying is where to think, try like, to get well, cute. if I
1: was hitting what you would do. Like, I feel like, I'm mean, obviously, I'm not Paul Goldschmidt, but I'm putting myself in his shoes. Like, I'm thinking slide ball right here. Mm-hmm. You went up up and in. Now you want it to mm-hmm. change eye level. You're going to go down and away with this, with a slider. That's what I think. But here we go. One, two. Right. Slide
0: so, ball. yeah, you're, you're right. You're right. And And, again, man, like, that speed separation for me is like, is what I want. Um, that wasn't a great slider, but it was, it was nine miles an hour slower than the previous pitch. Yes. So, you know, that was 87. The last basketball was 96. So um, at least I had him a little out in front to where he hit that off the end of the bat. Um, so, you know, it's, it's straight cat and mouse. With dudes like Goldie, like you, you have to play the cat and mouse game.
1: In my head here, and again, like I, I have watched this a bit, but I don't remember what you're going. Like I'm just thinking along as a hitter. I would I would expect someone I would expect you to go back to it and try to put like a better spot. Yeah. Like down and down yeah. the way. Kurt so what, does see, that mean? And- what does that mean? Because I watched this and I was like, what is Kurt doing? Tell people what that means. Hey.
0: So I and catchers do that, that all last, the time. I hung that last pitch and since Goldie it's kind of timing me up a little bit here. He's seen he's seen four or five pitches so far. Uh, yeah, he's seen four pitches so far. Kurt actually caught a changeup right here. Oh, and goodness. Kurt knew, Kurt knew if that, shit, if that wasn't down, it was going to get banged. So I threw that shit down. <laughs> hey, I threw that thing down. <laughs> okay, yeah. He's, he's like, bury it. You're like, okay. Okay. Because you can is. see here, changeup grip. I just yanked it. Yeah um again I love that
1: change up right there that's a great pitch
0: if I could have started it middle and run it run it to his back foot it's perfect I wasn't super confident in that pitch but Kurt had called a great game to that point we had we had a good we had a good rapport so I was like you know what we got we got a little cushion I'm I'm gonna try this right here (laughs) uh but then you know um it's back to the bread and butter now two and oh like there's no third or fourth option. Like I'm coming at you with, with my a one stuff. Unfortunately, um, I have two pitches that are there. So
1: here we go. It's a run of two, two now. Let's see what happens. Pitch
0: back out. over. So I, I, he's, yeah. I did, he's I did getting look, better now. Exactly. And so that's what you see the catcher come out there and talk like, Hey, like we can't just live away with this dude. Um, I remember this at bat very, very vividly because, because of this next pitch, how I finished him. Um, it's, it's for me based off the trajectory of the pitch before. And now this one, they play right off of each other. So one stayed up and the other one goes straight down almost to where it looks like it. It's like, it has a little reverse action, but it, it goes straight down. And this, that's what I was trying to do. It's a, it's a six-mile-an-hour difference. So it's just enough to have him a little in front. I get maybe two balls, three balls worth of break, and you can see he misses it by one or two balls. And that's all I'm looking for with my slider if I'm getting that depth that I get on this one.
1: All right, so you got the f- heater up and away. He was on the, t- on the timing. Now you're saying you want to basically tunnel off that pitch. Exactly. Where one's kind of going up, and now let's
0: see what you got.
1: Oh, it does look like yeah. it's going that way. Hold on one yeah.
0: second. Yeah, I, I think it's because the camera angle's a little, a little to the right. Oh. I think it's, it's an illusion, because when you watch, when you watch uh, the replay, you can see it go just under his barrel. You can it see is. it go straight down, just under his barrel. Oh, hey, that thing, that thing. It might have moved a little more than two two or three balls. But. <laughs>
1: that's falling off the table right there, man.
0: Yeah, and it, it was 90 miles an hour. And I'm after following a 96-mile-an-hour fastball right where I wanted to throw it, that's the breaking ball I want to throw. I don't – with Paul Goldschmidt, he's not going to chase wide a whole lot. Yes. You know, there may be some times where, you know, you've got some really wicked stuff coming out of your hand, but big league hitters, they don't really chase wide. So I'm trying to stay above and below and I'm going to work the edges and I am going to pitch wide here and there, but in a two, two count, I'm trying to be on the plate. So I'm not necessarily trying to be in the strike zone in in that particular case, but I want to be, I want to be over the plate. I don't want to be wide.
1: That makes a lot of sense, man. And I don't really think, I mean, that's something like, I again, like I said before they bat, like you're a very cerebral pitcher. And just the thought process like that. That's, I mean, look, that's why you were fifth in the Cy Young voting, two-time All Star, all this, man, still in the league doing your thing. Um, I appreciate you coming on. We're gonna be back for a bat number two. Uh, do you need to plug anything?
0: No, uh, no, nah, not right now, not right okay, now. Okay, okay. We'll maybe, put your social, percent. we'll
1: put your socials and stuff in here and all that, and then uh, we'll be back with a bat number two, Chris. You're the man. Yes, sir. Week two of football is in the books, and now it's time to review the tape and get ready for week three. There's no better place to get in on all of the action than with DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. If you don't like football, they got UFC and MMA. You can bet this weekend on UFC 253. DraftKings is safe, reliable, and secure, and they allow you to withdraw your money at your convenience, and that's what I like the most because I win all the time. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code JOHNBOY when you sign up to get this can't-miss offer. Pick any team during week three, bet $1 on them, and win $100 if they win. That's $1 to win $100 when you use promo code JOHNBOY during sign-up. For a limited time, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Sequence. I'm your host, Trevor Plouffe. This episode is brought to you by DraftKings. And back for a bat number two, our guy, Chris Archer. Chris, what's up, my man?
0: Man, I'm enjoying this so much. I'm looking forward to going through this next A-B we were just
1: saying we're we're setting the at bat up. You said seven pitches in, and I'm in a jam, and I got Juan Soto in the box. We got Eaton yeah. on, Eaton on third, Rendon on first. We'll get to the at bat, okay. But uh, everyone that watched the first episode, they realized you know how in depth. You know, whenever we have pitchers on this show, it really surprised me just how in-depth the, th- the thought process is. And, you know, hitters are the same way. And and But there's a lot of guys that will just kind of rather see the ball, hit the ball. And I don't know, maybe there's some pitchers that do that too. Like, I'm just going to throw what I throw. But the game is moving towards knowledge and technology and, and grasping that part of your development. So my question to you to start the this episode off is – Have you found one piece of technology, whether it be the slow mo cameras, the analytics, maybe even in your training? Like, what is, what do you think has benefited you the most uh, of all the things that have kind of come about in the last three, four years?
0: Yeah, um, you know, I'll say the biggest thing for me is what we what we touched on earlier is being able to say, all I want to see are fastballs. Similar to mine because there's a there's a database of everything that profiles similar to yours with movement and velocity, and how does this hitter do against those those pitches? Um, I, I mainly look at the fastball just because my slider it does different things and it's hard to put it in one category. I usually check okay how does this guy handle the ball, my fastball, fastballs like mine, in zone, out of zone, up, down, in, out, whatever it may be, so that I know where I can go with with one of my best pitches. And if I I know that if I establish that, my my everything else is gonna play. The changeup's gonna play underneath it, the slider's gonna play underneath it the other way. Um, so for me, being able to extract the exact fastball that I throw and then see how it does against one through nine. And, and, and that just gives me just like, okay, if I need to get this person on the ground, this is what I need to throw them. If I need to get a swing and miss, this is what I need to throw them. If I need to get, you know, whatever, whatever I'm looking for to get, I know what I can get before the game even starts.
1: That makes it so tough for a hitter. When a pitcher knows exactly where to attack you, you know, and I'm right. talking not just like generals. Like now, they know exactly where to attack. Attack mm-hmm. you. That makes it really tough. Yeah,
0: and, not just not just down, but down and away. Because mm-hmm. down and in, this guy might be able to his he might be able to get the barrel there. But down and away is different story. And and same thing with all the other quadrants. And um, you know, I do I don't remember this at bat as well. But you are gonna see a mistake or two that I make that I get away with, fortunately, um, that, that helps the situation. It's funny. So, so I guess, I guess, hold on, Trevor, I guess my point is we do know, but we don't execute all the time. Sure, sure, and that's, sure, sure. and that's where it's like, all right, if you're a, if you're a good power hitter, you, you got to capitalize on between 25 and, and 35 of these pitches that aren't executed well. Um, and then even some pitches that are executed well, you just get a hold of. Um, hitting's hard, man. But executing at a high level with with guys on base with a good young hitter up, um, you know. Because look, man, like I do, I do have good velocity on my fastball. But at this point, it's nothing that Juan Soto or Anthony Rendon or or you know Adam Eaton, Trey Turner, all these guys that I face in this first inning, they've all seen 95, 96. Yes. So if you don't have something to pair with that, then you're 95, 96. I mean, they, they see it. It's mm-hmm. firm, but they see it. So I think guys used to rely heavily on just carry just, but they got carry on the heater. They just don't throw heaters. But now we, uh we have to dig deep, you know, and go like, all right, what's my second dimension, third dimension. And like I talked about earlier, I'm even adding a fourth dimension uh, as as we speak. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Dude, you're, you're freaking me out. I'm just thinking about being in the box again. I don't want to feel that way anymore. But I love hearing you say that like, so when I would look at video, this is pre kind of, I guess, where we have a lot of the ability to go and just search and search and search and whatever you need. I would go find guys who I thought pitchers would attack similarly to me. And like a guy like mm-hmm. a Brandon Inge with the Tigers, I felt like he got pitched the same as me. So if I wanted to see uh, a pitcher I, who I hadn't faced, I would go and Get Brandon's games and whatever. So you're saying you're looking for similar profile fastballs. Who who is that with yeah. you? Like who's who's a guy that has a similar fastball profile?
0: Uh, you know, when we're when I'm healthy and when these guys are healthy, uh, the, the Max Scherzer's, the Justin Verlanders, um, these Don't these be shy are about white.
1: that, bro. Don't be shy <laughs> about that. That's that's real uh, deal. I've been uh, in the box against all those guys, and that's true. It's true.
0: Yeah. So their their fastballs range anywhere between ninety three and ninety seven. Um, they, they have, they throw predominantly four seamers, um, you know, like this year I didn't get to do it, but in the past it, it was always, it was always the top end dudes. I mean, it's, it's guys like the Walker Bueller's, um, you know, I, I try to find a, a national league right-handed starting pitcher that pitch against them, that pitch against the nationals recently. I just watched that game on loop. It takes ten minutes to watch every single pitch that started through or less. Mm-hmm. And I'll say, okay, Rendon uh three days ago looked like he was on this. I might stay away from that. Yeah, yeah. Or or this guy, he was exploiting him with, with this. Um but yeah, if I and then and then I'll, you know, if I want to be a little more crafty about it, I'll I'll find a guy that's that's different than me. And like like a grinky who throws more change ups and he locates better. What's that Grinky doing to this dude? Like, is if is that Grinky throwing his fastball like up and in? Because if he's getting the ninety mile an hour fastball and they're well located, obviously, because his (laughs) his location now is impeccable, um, then I think I can zip my fastball in there too. So but as far as as far as the velocity and 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 spin and and carry, it's it's those it's those other guys.
1: That's cool. Grinky is a different everything man like the way he's telling people what pitch is coming he's having a conversation with his catcher out on the mound and it's genius because you don't want to waste a mound visit so he's just like hey i don't know what you're like change what you're doing like he's like yelling (laughs) the guy is awesome man like if you don't like watching grinky pitch i don't know what to tell you man like he's yeah and 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 his his evolution yeah his control is
0: the way he's evolved um where he throws changeups that are harder than his fastball sometimes. And um, he's throwing a super slow curveball that makes his fastball look even harder than 80, 89, 90. Um, you know, it's, it's good for the game of baseball. I think it's good for kids to see Zach Grinke and Kyle Hendricks and Kyle Davies and, and these guys who don't throw 95 plus, but they still are highly successful major league pitchers. Cause dude, like, I mean, yeah, like Hunter Green threw 100 miles an hour and he got drafted first overall. But um, when Chris Archer was in high school, he threw 88, 89. Mm -hmm. So it's nice to see that contrast. And even for a high school or college kid that's throwing 85, 87, he's not fully developed yet. If he continues to play, you know, it's encouraging for everyone. Hey, you know what? I'm not a power guy, but I can sink it. I can cut it. I can throw – Kyle Hendricks is throwing a cut change-up. Like, yes. I, got, I might have to create things, but I can still pitch at this level too. And and that's what I love about baseball, all shapes and sizes. You can be big and long like like uh, like Fernando Tatis, or you can be in small and quick twitch like Mookie Betts, and you still are MVP candidate. Like with the Dustin Pedroias and the Brian Dozers, mm-hmm. I know you're super familiar with Doge. Um and and it goes for pitchers too, man. You got little dudes who throw cheese. You got tall dudes who don't throw quite as hard, but they're still equally as as dominant.
1: This is the people sport, man. You could play it. Any size. You can't you gotta be born to play basketball. You gotta be born to play football mostly. You better Mm -hmm. be big. Uh but baseball, yeah, you could do it. And I I I do love that. I and I can't wait in ten years. I'm gonna see uh A 40-year-old Chris Archer out there throwing a 60-mile-an-hour curveball. Crafty. (laughs) Telling the the catcher where to set up before the pitch.
0: (laughs) Yeah, man. Hey, I'm I'm looking forward to that as well, dude. You
1: got many more years of velo with you, man. Yes, sir. That's later on, all right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All right, let's get to the at-bat. Rendon's on first. Eaton's on third. You got one out. In walks, you know, one of the best players in the game, one of the best hitters in the game, and he's only 21 years old, Juan Soto.
0: Yeah, and look, yeah, so yeah. you, can, you can run it. I'll talk to you about what I'm thinking as he's getting in the box. I'm thinking I need a pop-up or a strikeout. So I'm going, I'm going straight 0-2 mentality out of the gate. I throw a changeup. Yeah, I throw a changeup. It's a little down, but I feel like I'm okay walking him in this situation. Okay. That's a good so pitch. There's, yeah, there's a changeup again. But see, like it didn't work because I didn't throw a low fastball prior to it.
1: You know what I'm saying? So like, like he might've been taken all the way there too.
0: Maybe. Yeah. I hate when y'all hitters do that shit too. Cause you don't, <laughs> you don't get the feedback. <laughs> you don't get the feedback you're looking for. <laughs> all right. Well, um, know but yeah, I'm right. straight O2. I'm trying to, My o, I'm O2 mentality this whole time. So, um, again, I try to go change up just below the zone. That's a great. That one works. Approach. Yeah. That one worked. It, it started a little higher. So he had to respect it out of my hand immediately. Um, I don't know why it wasn't called a strike to begin with, but yeah, I mean, it's a totally, it's a totally different <laughs> topic. He um,
1: goes too. There you go. Oh my goodness, he's asking to check that. I love that. Hitters are so stupid, <laughs> man.
0: Come on. <laughs> hey, Miguel Cabrera started that. Hey, you check, check, oh check. He started oh, that man. a few years ago.
1: So now, yeah, you got a one-one-two um, combos in a row.
0: Yeah, um, I go back to that, man. I can't remember what I do here, but I do know that I'm not trying to throw it in the zone. So I tried to go elevate a heater, um, and he 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 budged, but he, it was too it was ball it was pretty much ball out of hand. Looked like because it was so wide, it yeah. was like two or three balls wide.
1: And now you see on this pitch also, um, little up. Mm -hmm. Um, made it look worse because he was coming out of his his crouch there. But now Rendon's on second, got open base.
0: Mm. Exactly. Exactly. So the whole time I'm okay walking the best hitter in their lineup. Even, I think it might have been Matt Adams. Or no, it was Asdrubal Cabrera right after him. So I'm like, I'd rather face Asdrubal Cabrera at this point in time, although Asdrubal was really, really hot in the month of September last year. Um, I'd rather face Asdrubal. Then face Juan Soto.
1: So now, is it this? This could be for you, like mentality wise. This could be like strikeout or walk. Like that's about it, It, right?
0: Like, hey, so like I said from the beginning, it's strikeout, walk, or pop up. I'm gonna throw a pitch that I can get that result. But and that's and that's one thing. Before we keep going, like I feel like as a young pitcher, you have to know a who's in the box, b what you're capable of, and c what the situation dictates. So if the situation says I need a ground ball, you have to know what you throw to get a ground ball and what the hitter hits to get a ground ball. That's one thing that I learned from Jose Molina. Again, I'm 24 years old, my rookie year, and uh, he would talk to me about intent behind your pitches. Uh, So for me, I know a pitch gets guys on the ground. I know a pitch gets guys to pop up, swing and miss, X, Y, Z. So any kids at home, when you're going through situations, know like, what you need in that specific situation.
1: Love that. And you know, as a hitter, when you're on deck and a pitcher looks over you, the catcher looks over you, and they throw a 3-1 off-speed pitch, that's disrespect.
0: Uh, no, that's just, I know. <laughs> no. That happened to me a lot. It's all
1: right, though. You just go up there and try to get them. But <laughs> right. 2-1 now, you went change up, change up, elevated heater. And like you said, you're just looking for a few different outcomes. And you can kind of yes, do whatever you want here. mm mm-hmm.
0: so Yeah, see. I don't remember. So let's see. I know how Side they have that ended. Okay. So that that's the pitch right there. I tried the backdoor slider. Juan Soto knows it. That was the one pitch he was going to yeah. get to hit. And you guys talk about it all the time. A guy like Juan Soto only gets – probably one or two pitches all game that he can actually hit. I tried a backdoor, came over the middle. Fortunately, it had enough movement uh, yeah. to get him off of it.
1: It did. Yeah, I was going to uh-huh. see how, how, if we could get where it started and, and see if it was started off the plate. But that one kind of started on the plate and then yeah, right over the middle. Yeah. There. So, yeah, a little mistake pitch, but still 2-1 slider is not a – I mean, you're not exactly just sitting there on that. So
0: Right, right.
1: He's giving you the long walk. Oh, look at you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> okay. Okay. I didn't see that. Ooh, I was oh, looking is, good is rated, that This rated R episode, baby. <laughs> my goodness. Okay.
0: Oh, that's you, Between
1: crazy. you and Juan Soto, that's a lot of energy right there, man.
0: Hey, a lot of good energy right <laughs> a lot there. Of energy. <laughs> hey, but see, that's the best part about baseball, man, is like they are those individual battles out there.
1: Yes. Um.
0: So, look, I still have the same options. I, I can I can get him to pop up or swing a miss or walk. That's what I'm trying to do right here.
1: What I see here, and this is just a hitter talking, uh, and now I can see it visually, you have the strike zone box over here, and you went two pitches down, you went up, and then you went back door. So, I'm looking at the only quadrant you haven't hit yet, mm-hmm. and it's in. Yeah. So, as a hitter, you're kind of like, all right, like, is he going to go there? Is he going to stay away? But you know, that's kind of the I would be thinking Let's about see. It. So two two here. Yeah, okay. Oh shit. You Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I, I didn't know that was the pitch.
0: <laughs> yeah, but see, you know, this is kind of lame, but Jim Hickey used to say this all the time. Pitching is just like real estate. Location, lo it's all about location. <laughs> location, location, location. So Boom. you know, he he did kind of look like he was looking in. But it was it was one ball up and one ball in yes. just out of where he anticipated that pitch cuz look this, he was he almost got to it. Oh yeah, that is the honey hole right there for you. Exactly. And and mm. again, if he was going to make contact with that pitch, he was going to pop it up. His barrel is under that and it's not even his barrel, it's closer to his handle but he's going to get under that ball weak contact. So it's going to give my outfitters the ability to throw him out. Hopefully it pop up in the infield or the most desired result with runners on second and third, no outs, is a swing and miss. So, um, Hey, it's funny that you said that and you hadn't seen it yet, but yeah, I, I hit that quadrant. And again, fortunately I hit that quadrant because if that, right pitch,
1: there.
0: Yeah, if that. Yeah. If, now see if, if that's a two seamer, Then it's more likely to leak back over closer to the barrel. Have a little downward action, a little leak. But uh, you know, I scrapped my two seam after they had like a 600 slugging percentage on it. Uh, That was a wrap with that one.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, Hey, but see, so last thing before we get off.
1: Yeah.
0: Technology can tell you what you don't need to throw also. And you know, last season the first half, I was I tried to implement a two seamer because I felt like I needed another pitch to get guys on the ground. Mm -hmm. And uh, after about 12 starts, that won the pitch. Like, (laughs) the slugging percentage was just way too high. Um, I had given up probably 10 or 11 home runs on that pitch alone. And and 12 or 13 starts, Um, I had a really good discussion with my agent. And he's like, hey, like, you know, this might be a little late, but you need to – you need to understand like most of the damage is happening on this one pitch. You either need to make that pitch better, which is hard to do during season, or you need to scrap it. Like I said, I'm scrapping that thing.
1: I love it. Yeah. But it goes both ways. What, what should you throw? What shouldn't you throw? Um, exactly. We got you. We got, you're not pitching this season. You're doing your rehab. You got a team option for 2021. I believe the Pirates are going to take that option because it's a sweet deal for them. If they sum for some weird reason, don't take that option up. Every person watching this, whoever team you root for, you better be telling them, go get this guy. After watching these videos, people got to understand like the kind of person you are, kind of player you are, and the value you can bring to an organization, not only because you're a damn good pitcher, but because you can help with anybody. Veteran, young guy, teaching the right way to play the game. And I think anybody that's watched these is, is seeing that. So we're all on the Chris Archer hype train. I've been on it. You see right here, man. Wait, there it is. My guy. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so we love having you on, dude. And uh, here's to, you know, a successful offseason and then another uh, big year in 2021, man. I appreciate you coming. Yes, with. sir.
0: Trev, thanks for having me on. And I'm, I'm looking forward to your future, too, man, because you have a lot of knowledge and insight that you can bring to the baseball world. And I'm looking I'm looking forward to your your next chapter in life, man.
1: Appreciate that, dude. Yes, All right, guys. Thanks for joining us.